On today's episode of Turtleheads Podcast, it is a sad one. I guess you could say we could cue the music for the sad songs. The Ravens blew a fourth quarter lead and the Terps went 0-2 in the Asheville Championship. But Maryland football did get a win, who are now bowl eligible. We're going to talk about it all on today's podcast. We have Dave, Tricky, and Lee, myself in the studio. I guess I can't say it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a sad time, but it's worth the listen because we're going to give you all the insight, what Maryland can do to fix their basketball season. And, of course, is it time to fire Harbaugh? Find out on this episode of Turtleheads Podcast. Now, without further ado, here we go. Because... Listening to Turtleheads Podcast with your hosts Dave Lee, Tricky, and Jordan, sponsored by the Big Banner Sports Network. Go Terps, go Oilers, and go Ravens. I'm Eli Monk, and I have Maryland pride. All right, the turtle heads are back, and we are depressed. Actually, I just left a great training. I'm not depressed. I need to reach out and talk to somebody. Lee, I am. Lee, you, you are, are certified. Yes, I am. You are. Yes. Uh, we'll see. And I hear. I see. Yes. We're in this together, Tricky. Six feet apart. Um, Maryland football team won. Now that anybody we're bowling. cares, yeah, yeah, we're bowling. That's yeah. right. That's all. That's all a Maryland fan could ever ask for. Yes. Is a turkey? Is, is a turkey three in a row? Yes. We're going for a turkey then. We're going for a third bowl win in a row. Well, since it is Thanksgiving season, ah, Jordan. Yes. Do you know why three <laughs> in a row is called a turkey? Because back in the... You didn't even give me a chance. Okay, but go, go ahead. for it. Yeah, I, I don't no. know. It's not like he was going to know the answer. <laughs> no, I, I, I figured. That's why I just kept on rolling with it. But um, no, uh, back in the day, uh, bowling alley owners would give a live turkey to anyone that could roll three strikes in a row. That's why it's called a turkey. Interesting. Well, the good yes. news is Loxley's belly is the size of a turkey. So <laughs> Loxley won't... is a turkey. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Say it. Uh, fire Coach Loxley, please. Yes. Um, it's, we, we, we barely won that game. Um, did we end up with any rushing yards at all at the conclusion uh, of that the, game? We did step it up in the fourth quarter, but I will say that was one of that football game set football back about twenty years. Dude, it's something about the Big Ten West. They just love like a like a nine to six football game. Oh, like yeah. If you go and look at like their games, I, I would take the under in every single game a Big Ten West team plays, unless uh well no, there's really no powerhouses in the Big Ten yeah, West. Purdue, Purdue did put up six hundred yards. I saw Russ from Boiler Express Podcast. He uh, he came, he came, and he was on X. I guess they call it these days. That's what the kids call it, Tricky. And he was complaining because the Big Ten huddle did not give him or give Purdue a shout out for having 600 yards in a game. Uh, they're three and seven. Uh, we have a special guest, uh, Eli Mont. Would you like to talk about the Maryland basketball team? 
Chirps, go Orioles, and go Ravens. I'm Eli Munkin. I have Maryland pride. That's exactly what I was thinking, uh, <laughs> Eli. Very good. Um, but, yes, um, Purdue sucks. Maryland, yes. Maryland sucks. <laughs> Honestly, there's about three teams in the Big Ten that are good. Iowa. Are there, are there three? Te- oh, Iowa. Okay, I was going to say. Not what Penn State. You, well, Penn, yeah, Penn State how is How the mighty us. have fallen with Penn State, man. That's unfortunate. I, no, they, they are us. They are us. They beat everybody, which right. well, no, yeah. <laughs> well, a little too far. They but were us at the beginning they of the can't, year. <laughs> they cannot win the big games. Franklin, I think, has improved to four and like 13 against ranked opponents. That's ranked opponents, not just Ohio State, Michigan. Ranked opponents at Penn State. I'm curious to see if his seat gets hot. I mean, I'm just – I wake up every morning hoping some coach gets fired. Uh, <laughs> some uh, people check the obituaries. Tricky checks yeah, the yeah. ESPN wire. Checks, checks yeah. the, uh, the ads Jimbo. for – I, I was fired. just going to bring up the $75 million buyout for Texas A&M after a win. A blowout win, too, yeah, wasn't firing, it? firing uh, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, I don't think you really have to go and take a – mid-level coordinator job after getting a $75 million buyout. Well, I got an idea, Tricky. We, I don't want him as the next coach at Maryland, but can we get him on the booster line? Can we get a couple million from him? I think we've uh, dried up Kevin Plank. Let's move on to Jimbo Fisher. Why not? Let's see if he'll invest into the Turtle Heads. Oh. Yes, yes Jimbo. This, this episode of the Turtle Heads <laughs> is brought to you by... Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Good looking out, Jim. Um, no. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Maryland football? Uh, no, yes, just, uh, well, go ahead, Lee. You first. It was just I didn't get to watch the game because I don't have Peacock. But just when I it was the might have been the worst football game I've ever like just been watching. Like how many interceptions were thrown in that game? I know. Oh, well, we had wait, four. Yeah, we, we, we picked all four. Yeah, all and three I, of their quarterbacks. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm pretty just, sure uh, Baby TT. That was. I think he had one. If not two, I'm and, not gonna look at the stats. And then the so top impressive. it all off on the game-winning field goal. Nobody knew if it went, if it was yeah, good or not. Besides, the kicker. well, that, between that and the referees at the end, the kicker. If the kicker didn't go running off, I would. I, I still might not know if it was good or not. That was the worst end of game camera camera work I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I just don't know. It was, you know, we don't really have a whole lot of good to say on this podcast. Mine is tricky, maybe. Yeah, the oh, Raiders, well, the Raiders I'm, one. I'm Mr. Positive. But I am Mr. Positive. <laughs> I, I am the silver lining on you two dark clouds. <laughs> yes, but look, um, look through it, Tricky. Just sit in our seats. Literally, a month ago, we were going into Ohio State, Orioles postseason, Ravens high rolling, and I think we walked away 0-4 that weekend. Yeah. Fast forward into this weekend, Maryland football actually wins a game. Maryland basketball lays two eggs against Davidson and UAB, and the Ravens, Ravens blew another fourth quarter lead. What is? I mean, the, the Ravens wild stat: seven out of the last ten Raven losses they've won, but in seven out of or excuse me, correction, the last ten Ravens losses they've held a fourth quarter lead, mm. and seven out of ten of those losses they've held a two score lead in the fourth quarter and lost. But we'll save that for the NFL segment, but. But the one positive on the Maryland football game, other than the fact that we got a win and we're going bowling, uh, I did a cross cast with uh, Bill Sullivan of the Sully. Is it Sully, Sully cast? Scoop. Sully, Sully scoop. scoop. Yeah, Sully Scoop. That's our friends out there in Lincoln. And, uh, you know, we always make a bet. And so uh, I made the standard bet that we always make, you know, some uh, Maryland made products. Um, and he offered in return Runza, R-U-N-Z-A, which 
He got my address the other day, did Bill Sullivan, directly after the loss uh, by Nebraska, and he is going to mail this stuff out. It has to be sent in dry ice. What is Runza? I'm going to tell you and the listeners at the same time, Jordan. I assume it's some type of food. Yes, it's a Nebraska staple. It is a yeast dough bread pocket with a filling consisting of beef, cabbage, or sauerkraut, onions, and seasonings. Tricky. Let me know how it tastes. It yeah, looks like the, it looks like the nastiest hot pocket you've ever seen in your life. I'll stick with a ham and cheese. Yeah, um, it's sold by the Ronza restaurant chain, and uh, they're also popular in uh, Kansas maybe, as well. Maybe we need to get our boys on that. Maybe that's where all their all their boys are bulking up. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna come in here like get you it. know, swole up and yeah. and like six four. 320. Mark the date. Monday, yeah, November 13th. Lorenzo. What do you yep. weigh? November 13th, <laughs> 2023. Right now? About a 160, 170? With the clothes on? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll say maybe, I haven't eaten yet, 165. All right. Okay. After the Runza, you're going to come in here about a one, 188. Yeah, it sounds like something you get after eating yeah, it, to yeah, be honest yeah, with yeah. you. And I made that comment to uh, Sully on the uh, podcast. But I did ask him about their quarterbacks. They have, uh, was it Hergard or something as their, their regular starter. Then they have Sims, uh, who also made an appearance uh, on Saturday. And he and, ain't Purdy nine. And, yes, the little brother of Brock Purdy. Really? Yes, Chubba. Chubba Purdy. Uh, also made an appearance and, much like the other two quarterbacks, threw an interception of his own. So thank you to uh, Sully Scoop and the quarterbacks of Nebraska, or else we would be depressed sitting here in the uh, podcast studio today. Well, uh, shout out to our boy Dante Trader. Got two picks. Technically got three picks. One got called back on a flag by Maryland, but two picks by our boy Dante Trader, Delmar's finest. So, Good job, uh, Dante. He actually reached out on the DMs uh, yesterday when I posted it. But that wraps up our Maryland football segment. We have Michigan this November 18th. And, yes, in case you haven't heard, big noon kickoff will be at College Park. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, see us maybe making a bet with Michigan this week. That no. doesn't sound like a the, good idea. First off, shout out Victor's Nation. You talk yep. about coming in hot on yeah, the slack. Were. Holy smokes. We got to get them on the podcast this week because I think our AWLs are going to like them. I think us and Victor's Nation got a lot in common. Yeah, everybody else hates us <laughs> yeah. and help, hates him too. Hey, when I uh, when I posted on Twitter that you know, thank you, Big Banter, for choosing us as the most hated podcast in the Big Banter Network. Um, oh yeah, shout out us. Somebody commented on there. Let me pull it up real quick. While you're doing that, Lee, let, just let everybody know we are the number one most hated podcast in America, east of Waco. I haven't done that bit in a while, so thank you, Big Banter, for the continued support. Yeah, somebody commented or quoted it and said, at RU Screwpod Slackers. Yeah. And they responded and said, we're not part of the Big Banter Network. I assure you, we would have won. I then responded, y'all not well liked either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, someone else on Slack mentioned that it was uh, the most turtlehead thing they had ever heard. Yes. Us giving ourselves a vote yes. for most hated podcast on Big Banter, yeah. but... As I explained to the Slacksters out there, it's the only podcast on Big Banner that I listen to. So I had to vote for us, and we're the Turtleheads. We always vote ourselves and our teams number one. Yeah, Testy, Testy coming soon. Hey, hey now that we, we have a chance to win two Testies next year, and also shout out to the Boiler Podcast, Boiler Express Podcast, wherever they go by these days. 
They're up for a test this year for the best concession stand review of a football game. Yeah. So shout out them. Well, actually, Jordan, they have played a role in this downfall of our favorite teams because, yes, Maryland was 5-0. and The Ravens looked like the best team in the AFC. The Orioles were in the playoffs. And then Dylan Kuhn just dropped off the face of the earth, and I have nobody to argue with anymore. The other guys are all so nice, and they're saying complimentary things. I had someone uh, send a, a a message saying that they felt bad after Maryland's loss to uh, Alabama-Birmingham. So uh, without Dylan Kuhn to, to uh, fuel us, our, our, all our teams have just gone right into the toilet. So, DK, please. Come back. Yes. Come, come home. Come home, DK. We need you. Well, let's do it. Let's go right into the depressing hour of Maryland basketball. This time last week, Tricky, we were so excited for the start of Maryland yeah, basketball. We oh, how how our, how our high hopes have fallen. In one week. 25 and 6. Not looking good right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. My um, Final four is not looking good. My Player prediction of the year is not did, looking not, good. did not look too good. Um, so... I think I have to be the first one to say. It's all your attorney. Do we need to fire the coach? I mean, honestly, this Willard feller. I mean, look, we got athletes out there, and if you can't beat – does he just have a problem with teams from the state of Alabama? Is that what it is? I mean, I I don't get Is that where Davidson's from? No, Davidson's from. No, but Alabama, Birmingham, and then, of course, we lost to uh, the Tide in the um, NCAA tournament. But we were clearly better than the two teams we lost to on paper uh, on paper we were better well we all know how how games on paper I, go yeah. but i almost Ask the I, dolphins. I, I almost understand the davidson game they they were very fundamental it's only our second it's game it's like a wisconsin year. yeah i i kind of can understand that one. i'm not saying it's excusable but i kind of understand the loss cuz we were right there we had a chance to tie it send it overtime we're there in both games. Yeah, but well, it's, it's the UAB the, the, one. There the was a late surge at the end of that uh, Alabama-Birmingham game to even get it close. Well, no, no and didn't it, we shoot like 38% from the floor in that game? Yeah, but here's here's the thing. We came out balls of fire in the first half. We were up against, 10 at yeah. one point. And then all of a sudden, which I never heard it until last week, Bobby Knight, RIP, the middle eight is where the game is won. The last four minutes of the first half, the first four minutes of the second half is where the game is won. And we have not won the middle eight yet. Mount St. Mary's, the reason we won that game is we just overpowered them. We came, we just fell apart there at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, we were up like 22 at one point. Yeah. I just, I have no clue what's going on. I'm worried. Um, my, this is my personal belief. You all can say what you want. I think the Derek Queen drama has affected the coaching staff. I don't think they were fully prepared to play this weekend. I guarantee you, if Derek Queen would have committed this past week, and we had that tournament, we would have won that tournament without a shot, without a doubt in my mind. I don't think the coaches' staff was into it, which carried over to the players because we watched Turgeon do it for many years. Never had the guys ready to play. There's been reports that Willard was not his usual self on the sideline all weekend. My only hope is this whole week is intense practices. Get back on track. We have the talent. Willard told us we had the talent. So either Willard lied to us all offseason and he knew these guys weren't ready to go. But I don't even think that's the case. I mean, we were picked as a Final Four dark horse. Yeah, I mean. F- picked to finish third in the Big Ten. So either – Andy it, Katz was talking about – John Rossi was talking yeah, about I mean, DHS. I, I, yeah. I mean, so I, I so how am I wrong that it's the coach's fault here? I, I, mean, don't, know, I don't I'm not saying you are wrong. I'm, I'm just – I'm not on the train to yeah, I'm not, fire the yeah, man yet. I yeah. mean, we far exceeded expectations last year. We thought, oh, man, if we get to 20 wins, we'd be great uh, – uh, 
uh, bubble uh, NCAA tournament team. I mean, we were an eight seed in the NCAA tournament, which isn't great, but I thought we could have been higher in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. We finished fourth in the Big Ten. No, finished. We finished well, eighth. Eighth, yeah. Either but, way, I dude, mean, I don't want to be decent. I don't want to celebrate uh, being bowl eligible again for the football no, team. No, and I agree with that. Trinity, I don't. But, I don't want to be pleased because we snuck into the NCAA tournament. But there's more to this than what meets the eye. So. I had a lot of people text me, oh, what's wrong with Maryland this year or whatever. We, like Lee said, we might have over-exceeded last year. We've taken a step back this year. You're saying I just don't want to satisfy uh, – um, what, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You just don't want to settle for NCAA sure. tournament. What he, it all comes down to is we are paying a football coach $6 million to be mediocre, and we're not putting our money into the resource of the basketball team, when in all reality, the basketball team, team brings in all the money for the university. Yes, the football might have two sellouts this year, uh, this upcoming week, and, of course, the game versus uh, Penn State. But that was also filled with about 60% of Penn State fans, probably going to be the same way this weekend. But that, besides the doubt, University of Maryland, Damian Evans, get behind the basketball program. I'm not saying Willard is not the guy. I like Willard. I liked what he did last year. He usually is fiery. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know if he's stressed out. Did you all see the Bryant's basketball coach just resigned a week into the season? said his mental health can't handle it anymore. I told you all a couple weeks ago, Coach Willard said right on his radio show that his wife's already complained that he can't keep up this pace of recruiting and NIL and coaching basketball. It's not going to be good for him. He won't be able to raise his sons. So now it's got me wondering, is there is there a mental health issue with Kevin Willard? A lot of mental health this, uh, this episode brought to you by CIT Training. But with all that said, I'm not throwing the talent on Willard. I know Dave's upset with Willard. I kind of believe we read the board on IMS radio. People fuel the fire. I must admit our fan base probably is the worst fan base. They're calling for his head already, calling him the bald headed turgeon. But I, mean, I can't I can't give the I can't the do ready it to yet. fire the dude. However, there is writing on similarities. I will admit it. There are similarities. I'm not saying he isn't the answer. I'm not saying he is the answer. I'm worried. I'll just put it that way. I'm not what, panicking. What was- what was the name of the uh, watering hole that Gary Williams used to frequent? Bentley's. Bentley's, yes. Maybe that's where we need to send Willard because I cannot imagine ever talking to Jordan Monk and having him say, you know, we lost because Gary was distracted over a recruit. <laughs> Gary Williams was a coach. He was not a recruiter. He wasn't a babysitter. He coached athletes. Uh, Turgeon, he was supposed to be a great recruiter. We obviously saw he couldn't coach. But when you've got superior athletes than the team across from you, and like you mentioned, Jordan, the uh, middle eight, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that's when the game is won and lost. And you put on the two performances like they did this weekend, you have to look at the coach. I mean, you didn't see the guys out there not playing hard. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, go back. There was to a Dante, lot of lazy passes. Dante Scott was lazy on the defense. I'm done with him anyway. And how does DHS, a highly recruited, possible talk of one and done, can't beat a press? That was mind-boggling to me. Jameer Young has not looked the same, which smart on the other defenses. They're packing it in. They're making a shoot to three, which we apparently cannot do. Not two. very good at that. Uh, Noah Bachelor is supposed to be able to shoot. He's like eight for 40 in his career. Um, Jamie Kaiser is hit or miss right now. He's a freshman. What do you expect? I still think he needs more run to see what he can do. Chance Stevenson was supposed to come in. He has an ACL tear, so he's going to be out probably the whole season. But at the same time, is that Willard's philosophy? Go out and get a Loyola Marymount transfer? I, I just, 
I don't know, man. I'm worried about the roster construction. I, I'm five years ago. You would have heard me complaining about Turgeon, 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 Turgeon. To be fair to Turgeon, never thought I'd say that. Shouldn't I give the same heat to Willard because he's kind of in the same pot spot? And like Dave said, we watched Seton Hall while Willard was coaching them, and this is the kind of basketball Seton Hall played. But his excuse was, oh, he can't recruit at Seton Hall because Seton Hall doesn't have the facilities. He's now got the talent. He's now got the facilities. I don't know. Like I said, I am not throwing the talent on Kevin Willard. I, I would not be surprised if we play Friday and beat Villanova. I won't be surprised. But at the same time, I'm also prepared to lose by about 40. Yeah, well, I'm not prepared after saying that we would only lose five or six games all season. I am not prepared for a one and three start. No. Uh, I was. I, I joked after the um, – well, I was thinking to myself uh, after the loss to Alabama-Birmingham, well, I guess it's field hockey season because once we got down on football, yeah. we said, oh, well, it's basketball season. We're a basketball podcast, but no. It's baseball season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost because baseball season. the field hockey season. team lost. Yep, field hockey team lost. And then you would lost. say, it's, we're a women basketball school. Nope. We got run off destroyed. the floor by about 40. So it's lacrosse season, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's rough around uh It was not expecting the podcast Park. to have this. Is, yeah, I, I am sorry to our AWL. This is a depressing, dark hour. And yeah. we're not even in football yet. But I will say one other thing. Um Michigan State or Duke is going to have a two losses after tomorrow. So, granted, yeah, but Duke's, Duke's two, two losses, losses are against Arizona and Michigan State. I get that. However, Michigan State, that loss to JMU does yeah, not look good, and, and no one's talking about it. They're ranked now. JMU's ranked. They should be. Yeah. JMU's my second favorite team, son. That's what I'm saying, though. Now, like, Go how, how bad does Michigan State's loss look now? Oh, we lost to – I don't know if they're ranked. Team. Yeah, we right. lost to – but I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. Somebody, I think, even said it on Slack. Like, the Big Ten all around has – like, Indiana struggled with Army yesterday. Struggled. Rutgers barely – I forget who they barely beat. They only won by five or six, so it's like – But I think they got a loss on the record already. Yeah, they lost and, to Princeton. Not even Big Ten. Georgetown lost to Holy Cross. I think what other people are forgetting is all across college basketball, you have a lot of these under underprivileged schools, I guess I would call it, that are keeping guys around for four years – while these other bigger schools are getting freshmen and transfer portals and all that. So the chemistry is not there. My only hope is that maybe for once we're going to be opposite of Turgeon. Instead of being ball busters from November to January, maybe we'll be 500 November, December, and ball busters January, February, March. How nice would that be? Yeah, that'd be great. Gary did it. Gary would have some struggles at the beginning of seasons, and then he would bring his team around. Izzo's made a living off it. I mean, Bill Sells really never had to struggle at all his whole time at Kansas. He certainly doesn't have to struggle now. He yeah. is now the highest-paid coach in college basketball history. Highest-paid cheater. Well, uh, no, that's all we can hope for at this point, um, Jordan, is that uh, you know we get hot at the right time because uh, hot is what we're not yeah. right now. I feel I feel bad for AWLs. I'm sorry. We've just put on a depressing 20 minutes of Maryland basketball. But, I mean, if they're Maryland basketball fans, they're probably just as depressed as we are. Right. They, they had to watch. Uh... Yeah, but I think what's frustrating is we know we could be. Yeah. But now we have UVA. Right now, right now, the 2023 as of November 13th, I would say Virginia's a better basketball program than us. I would say Villanova's a basketball program, better basketball program than us. What's some of the DMVs? Georgetown is mm-hmm. not. They're they're worse than us, but give it two to three years. If if Cooley makes the steps, they could be a better program than us. UConn, which is maybe not DMV related, but they're right up north. They've rolled off five championships since 1999. I just don't get 
why Maryland is we, we need to focus be a basketball school. It's frustrating seeing these local teams who we used to dominate are now better than us. Maryland before Turgeon came was a top ten job. Then when Turgeon left, they still said, "Oh, it's still a top ten, top fifteen job." Is Maryland now a top twenty job? I wouldn't think so. Not not as put our bias to the side though. Yeah. I mean, let's be real for one. I have a hard time doing that. I'm worried to death about the future of Maryland basketball. Like, are we now going to be the NC State had a good run years ago, and we're just going to talk about the rest of our life? Georgia Tech, NC State. I know we're doing ACC talk, but are we on the same lines of them? I don't want to be. I mean, we, we talked. We, no, all of course this we time. don't want to be. But. Yeah, but we talked all this time about well, we're a basketball school. We're a basketball school, but as you mentioned, we put all of our money into football and let the basketball program die on the vine. And the last time I'm going to mention Derek Queen. The fact that we've been fawning over this guy for months and we have put all of our eggs in his basket and he's still stringing us along, that right there is an indictment on the program. Um, We shouldn't be out there just falling at his feet and begging him not to go play at Indiana or somewhere. If he doesn't want to be there, fine. You know, move on, get somebody else. You know, this going after the top-rated people, does not make the best team. You need to build your team with your players, not just, oh, this guy's big and he's local. So And to catch everybody up on the Derek Queen situation, he did not announce last week like he's – well, he never once yeah. said. I think what I've been reading is it sounds like his coach wants him to announce so then they can just play their, their uh, season without having all the distractions. But everybody thought he might – uh, announce a commitment because his mom was down there. However, he, did he ended not. up in the hospital. Yeah, with dehydration. Yeah, so this is probably one of the craziest recruits. I I've been following recruiting law and not as long as Dave. This is probably the craziest I've remembered. The Harrison twins. That was kind of crazy, but I literally told Dave. Did there was Derek, like, did Derek Queen ever really want to come to Maryland? There was a, there was like a, there was at least somewhat of like a pulse on everybody else recruit. Like you could kind of gauge, but like Derek Queen's been like off the grid. Like nobody knows anything. Like. Which you can argue is that good for me? Like nobody. Like usually when things get quiet after an official visit, your last official visit, you're like, okay, the highest bidder is going to get him. I've made the argument: is the kid chasing money? I don't know if he's like that. Is he a drama queen? I don't know if he's like that. There's a I don't know. I don't know anything he, about the kid. Yeah, the, the kid is. <laughs> I like just the, know he's big and he's local. That's, yeah. that's that's the only thing we know. And and he's and he's since then since he hasn't recru- announced his recruitment. He said he's going to take a step back, review some notes, and I got news for you. <laughs> If he's watching Maryland, Indiana right now, he's either going to Houston or Kansas. Yeah, I haven't really watched Houston basketball, but Kansas I, is always good. <laughs> I got news for you. As a recruit, why wouldn't you go to Kansas right now? Granted, they've already got all those other people signed up, but if you're that good, he'll find a way to get and you. And you in. don't plan on being there long anyway. <sighs> but the, I'm, I'm forever going to be worried about this NIL stuff. and, and Hey, Lane, people not- Lane Kiffin came out and bad-mouthed it. He said it's basically a high bid society right now. Oh, absolutely, and and this uh, this transfer transfer portal business. They said it wasn't fair that the kid would have to sit out a year. Well, no, actually, it is fair. You can't just keep moving from one school to the next. I mean, you got some guys that have been on four different college teams, and that's what I don't get. They say you only get one transfer portal, but then you have what's his name, uh, um, Wahab, Quadus uh, Wahab. That that Joker was in the portal about every other week. I mean, I, I just I don't. NCAA's got to get their house in order. Well, Sonny from the Illini cast or whatever he he's going to have some ni. I guess the head nil people from Illinois on his mm-hmm. uh, podcast this week. So I posed him the question like, 
do they think that NIL is going to be extremely detrimental to the NCAA as a whole? Like, where these teams that are just deep pockets are always going to be able to get the top guys and leave everybody else down. So I'll be interested to see. I'll listen to their pod this week whenever it drops and see if, one, I guess my question gets asked, and two, what their response is. But, but here's another question for you. Um, what was Durkin for Davidson? Granted, he's playing for Davidson, but you know there's kids like him out there. How have we not come across to put on our roster? Because it was a bucket. Have, I mean, maybe because we put all our focus on one guy. No, and, and I get that's that. That's my point. Well, maybe Stevens was that dude for us. Yeah, you said you don't yeah. go get a Loyola Marymount kid, but yeah, I mean, Davidson maybe. and Loyola Marymount probably aren't that far off from each other. And the kid, I mean, that whole team was shooters, though. If you look at it, they shot like fifty-three percent from three. Granted, a lot of their threes were wide open because we had extreme defensive breakdowns. But don't take this the wrong way. But I would love for a white kid out of the cornfields of Nebraska or Kansas who just sits in his barn and shoots threes all day to walk on Maryland's campus. Wouldn't you, Tricky? Just anybody that can hit an outside shot. I don't remember the last Maryland player where I felt like if there was a, a shot from behind the uh, arc that we needed to win a game, we could count on I would that. Herder was probably and the Turge, last And Turge didn't use him correctly. Right. I mean, before we had guys like Mike Jones who would either score 20 or score three points – um, and very erratic from outside. He'd get hot and then he'd get cold. But, yeah, other, other than old Red Velvet, I, I can't remember since the uh, glory days of having anybody that could hit a decent outside shot. I would shot. say the last three that I can really remember, and two of them were just high uh, high volume. Herder, Cowan was always normally pretty good when it came, when it mattered. But, again, he was always high volume. And then, I mean, Mello was always a great shooter as well. So, I mean, but nobody in the last – yeah, it's I like, got how long? Have, I mean, but Cowan me, was the most recent. But, but meanwhile, all of Turgeon and Willard's players have lined up, and every one of them thinks they can shoot a three. What's his name? From, uh, Patrick Emelian taking threes with the ugliest shot known to man. Well, that's the thing. I mean, ever since the Steph Curry uh, yeah. phenomenon in the NBA, nobody plays down low. No. I mean, you got seven-footers shooting three-pointers. Yeah, Matty. Matty Toro, Toro was taking three points in the opening game versus Mount St. Mary's. I don't know. Let's move on from Maryland basketball. We're beating a dead horse here. Yeah. Let's go in NFL. Tricky, start us off. All right. I am, I, the I, yeah, I'm the only team that has anything positive to say about this NFL week. Uh, yes, my Raiders did, in fact, uh, pull out an ugly victory versus the Jets last night. Um, more of the Jets beating themselves. Zach Wilson is not the answer, it looks like, in uh, New York. But, um, yeah, just last week I was saying how I thought the Jets were going to be decent, and uh, apparently they can't even beat the Raiders. Those 5-5 five and five Raiders take that uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Can we admit that they stink? I mean, they finally get one good game out of Justin Herbert and get they, they still lose to the Lions. Again, I've said... Every single year since Justin Herbert after his rookie season, this is the year the Chargers are good. This is the year the Chargers are good, and they're just mediocrity at its finest. Yeah, and they they've picked up all these defensive players, and they stink, man. I was happy to see the Raiders get a win, but it also means they'll probably stick with Antonio Pierce, and I'm not so uh, sure about that. I mean, I know he's from Compton, and he used to listen to NWA. Yeah, well, I used to listen to NWA, and that doesn't make me an NFL head coach, but um, <laughs> maybe an associate coach. Yeah, maybe. Analytic guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could definitely be an analytic I, guy. I will, I will say, though, I'm, I I don't think he's your answer either. But he does fire him up. And they oh, are, sure. They are play, I mean, granted, it, that was another game that was pretty ugly. Jets versus the Raiders. First off, how do the Jets, the Chargers, Chargers got Sunday night against us. I mean, how do these teams keep getting these 
Sunday night, Monday night game. Oh, that was your boy Stephen A. Smith that said somebody has to tell the NFL to stop putting the Giants on in primetime games. Well, I think the NFL goes off of who was good last year when they schedule these games. Well, the Jets haven't been good about 10 years. No, I agree, but I'm saying like they look look at like teams that – well, they or, also uh, saw that that Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. Vegas anytime, anytime you get Aaron Rodgers yeah. or a big name quarterback against a semi decent, and oh, we'll flex that to Sunday night. I mean, that that's just the nature of the. Yeah, piece, it's I also think. the reason why Jacksonville has to play half their season in uh, yeah. England. Because, they're good over there. <laughs> yeah, they're not good in the United States, but um, no, nah, I mean, you got the big markets. Of course, the. Uh, Los Angeles teams are going to get primetime games. The New York teams, Dallas is going to get primetime games. You're not going to get Cleveland on, on a primetime game very often. Um, so it, well, it's more a, it's more market than anything. Once yeah. again, Sunday Night Football does flex there towards the end of the season, but I've said it. I've said it on this podcast two times. That's my third time. Have the first four weeks of the season scheduled out, Sunday Night, Monday Night Football. On week five, always the week prior, you have the Sunday night and the Monday night game flexed out. That gives you a whole two weeks. So basically, at the end of week four, or at the end of week three, you will have week five's matchups get released. That gives that team two weeks to prepare traveling. Oh, we were supposed to play Sunday at one. Hey, we're now Monday at eight o'clock. It could fix the problem, fix viewership. Nobody wants to watch these trash teams. I'm, I am just full of great news today, Tricky. Let's go on. Anything else, Tricky, for the Raiders? Nope. Just win, baby. All right, Lee, speaking of just win, baby, how about just finish, baby? Yeah, I was there yesterday. It was awesome. The first or the second play of the game, pick six, uh, we were demolishing them. Uh, we went up. There was The referees were bad both sides yesterday. There was a lot of stuff that I thought was incorrectly called. Um, That's both not the sides. reason we lost. No, 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 no. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, Good like I said is, earlier. Marlon Humphrey is healthy. Yeah, the last ten games that. We've lost. We've held a fourth-quarter lead, and seven out of those tens, we've had a two-score lead. So uh, the Turtleheads will be back in the bank on Thursday, Thursday and Outcast is performing at halftime. Heard oh. that yesterday. So um, I don't know. Let's oh. get it started. Yeah, my boy, my boy Willard will be there with us. Not Kevin. Will Overholt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean. Are they performing before or after the game? Halftime. Halftime. Uh, Trick, I'm not yeah. trying to watch a midnight uh, concert. Yeah. I know, but I'm just saying, I mean, what if something were to happen to your starting quarterback and then they immediately lead into, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Miss Jackson. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, that, was a, that was a bad game yesterday. Sad part, this was a great game for about three and a half quarters. I, I, it just Once again, Tricky, do we guess. fire John Harbaugh? What, but what, what did Why John not? do yesterday that – there was no it's decision. It's not about yesterday. It's not about yesterday. It's about the fact that this is a common occurrence. Mike Tomlin even said it himself last year. They tried to burn the house down going to the fourth quarter. How about how about we start playing a little smarter in the fourth quarter instead of sending the whole house to blitz nonstop the whole game when you're up thirty-one to what 19, 17. seventeen? How about we just play a little prevent defense? How about yeah, but how, how about we run the ball instead of Lamar Jackson yeah. throws in a pick six? No, I, I agree. The the pick six I want. I mean that was a deflected ball. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, but um, the prevent defense name a teams always move the ball on you on a prevent defense. When's the last time you got a three and out when you went to prevent defense? Not that often. Hey, I got news for you. I'll take the chances over the blitz because it's not working right now. Well, and then then let's also talk about Mr. Mitchell not touching the ball in the second half. 
Yeah, Probably the most why, electric why not, player. Why not uh, play the hot hand? Uh, uh, coach, yeah, I co- agree. coach of the life said, uh, that's just the way the game went. Tricky, that was Harbaugh's excuse. That's just the way the game went. Hmm. That's just how the cookie crumbled, Tricky. I also think the defense was extremely tired. Uh, they I ran. don't want to hear no excuse about being tired. It's I, just, I'm just I'm just saying they had their time of possession was very skewed. They ran the ball against us well. I mean, I, I mean, we should have won that game easily. We should be ten and zero. We had yeah, yeah. In all three games, the opposing team that we lost, the all three games, the opposing team had zero point five percent chance of winning at, at the at the fourth quarter, and they all three won. The Ravens have scored 270 points and only given up 157. Yes. The Steelers, who have the exact same number of losses as Baltimore, scored 156 points, given up 182. Yeah. So is that Steelers just a, are the most flawed? Is that team. just a quirk of scheduling? Or oh, yes. who they played? Lee, you talked yeah, about the only the Packers. That, yeah, they've beat the Packers. Oh, let me go the only team this. that they beat that's any good is us. And of course, ESPN was all over us today. When when the Ravens win, ESPN throws us about a one minute segment. But when they lose, they'll do about a half an hour segment on is Lamar worth it? I got news for you, and I got a text from Greg Barfield yesterday. Every time Lamar or the Ravens lose, we get a text from Greg. The question, Greg, I don't think Lamar is at fault for losing any of his games. He had a pick six, like you said, it was a deflection, freak play. But Lamar did nothing for us to lose that game yesterday. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I think. The only thing that I would say is the deep ball that he threw an interception right before the half. They did get a a, a field goal off of that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just an underthrown ball. I mean, but again, I mean, yeah, that's on Lamar. Yeah. But looking at the Steelers, they beat the Packers, the Titans, the Rams, and the Raiders. Besides beating us and and uh, Cleveland, so mm-hmm. I mean, they've got Cincy twice. They got us again. They got the Browns again. Um, but they also have like they don't have the hardest schedule coming up. I think they have one of the easiest schedules going into the year. No shock. But. Uh, I want to say it's a must-win Thursday night for the Ravens. I think you could get a three-game lead on Cincinnati with a win, and then I still think the Steelers are going to come down to earth at some point. I mean, they have one of the worst quarterbacks in the league quarterbacking for them. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, if we would have won yesterday, I wouldn't have been like, oh, you yeah, know, if we would have yeah. lost Thursday night, it is what it is. Not obviously, I would still like to lo- to win, but you're going to that game eight and two at worst. You're eight and three coming out of it. Um, and you at least still have at least a full game. You have, you know, you somewhat. I don't know. But you'd be three and one, and three and two in the division now. You're looking at potentially going two and three. Yeah. And you only got one game left. I mean. Yeah. So. Well, there's your Ravens wrap up. I'm not even doing an NFL wrap up this week. Um, long story short, Ravens are still in first place. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the division with a tie but but we have a half game lead yes but with kansas city they have the first overall seed in the afc um i don't know uh we got a lot of football left halfway through the season uh let's get through two more games and we finally have a bye week i never actually look so forward to a bye week like i have this year i usually hate the bye week but uh i still like the ravens chances with that said do you see the ball anywhere tricky lee anybody see a ball because the boys, the boys, there's a playing. there's a baseball, but I'm not sure we should go throwing that at a plastic backboard. No ball. They, they've the boys, the oh by the way, I don't know if we've updated. Have have I? We've had a kid. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if I've told the podcast world. Yes, we have our third child in the house, so the boys are taking over. More than likely, one of them has stolen the basketball. But with that said, uh, tricky. I'll let you have the privilege of picking the order. All right. Well, tricky. Norm, tricky always has the privilege because we always miss. I was going to say. Well. <laughs> Uh, 
since you were so kind, then I will return the favor. Jordan, you can pick first, oh, followed by Lee, and then myself. Oh, thank you, Tricky. I Absolutely. That. So gracious of you. No, um, that's just the kind of guy I am. I can do it. I don't want to give him the kiss of death, but I will do number one. Overall, I'm going to give it to those Eagles, eight and one. Got to give it to them. Uh, I'm going to go Detroit here. Ooh. I know you could go Kansas City, but, I mean, I know we didn't say the Chargers were a great team, but they did go, I believe they won on the road yesterday against. Walk-off field goal, right? Yeah, the Chargers. So Five I'm of give, those yesterday. I'm going to give Detroit number two. I, obviously, I think you can make a case for Kansas City there. They had a bye week. Uh, yes, before I make my choice, uh, as Jordan just mentioned, five games yesterday decided by a last-second field goal. That is the first time in the 103-year history of the NFL that that has taken place. Oh, very nice, Tricky. Yes. Number three, Tricky. All right, so we had Eagles one, and you said Lions two. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I have to take the Chiefs, even though I don't like them, but can't really argue with them. Um, are you and, snaking it? Or are we yeah, it? let's okay. go ahead and snake it back. Um I don't think they're all that good because when McCaffrey's hurt, they've got nothing. But uh, you they know, put a shellac into the Jaguars yesterday. Yeah, they certainly laid it on Jaguars the Jaguars. And a bunch of yeah. phonies down there. Um, don't so, worry, they'll probably manage to beat us when yeah, we play them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But give me, uh, give me the Forty Niners. Um, I guess. Wait, sure. Five. I'm going to go to the Ravens here. Tough loss yesterday, but I think all around we're still in a, a very good position. Yes, a yes. Ravens team that just boat raced the also 6-3 and three Seattle Seahawks the week and, before. And boat raced the team I put at number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, maybe that was a flaw. Maybe that was a bad pick. But uh. That's all right. Five Ravens. Uh, I'll take six. I will take uh, – it's the battle of the paper champions. Jacksonville, Miami, or Pittsburgh. So I'm not choosing any of them. Um, <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> Seven tree. Well, I'm certainly You're not going to take. Uh, oh, wait, oh, yeah, wait. yeah. Oh, it's me, right? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So that means seven to me. Oh my god, I'll take the Cowboys. I'm not taking those paper champions. Uh, I'll go. I'm going to go Miami. Um, because they do have a good team. It's just a matter of will they show up when it matters. So I'll go Miami eight, tricky nine, and then I guess we tricky collect ten. Them. Yeah. No, tricky nine, yeah, ten. nine and ten. That's why I went third, so I could yes, smart move. Make sure I got my team. <laughs> You're playing in here. chess while we're playing checkers. That's today. right. Um, you've already taken the Seahawks. No. Yeah, I did. He's yeah. Got Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Minnesota on the on the table. Oh. Okay. And those hey, and those Houston Texans tricky. Yeah, I, I really like what they got going on down there in Houston. Um, but if we're going week to week. I've got to go you with to. Josh Dobbs, man. Yep, Loving what the Vikings are doing. And uh, and they still don't even have Justin Jefferson back. Yeah, they might be a team of destiny. Uh, word has it they are going to shop Justin Jefferson mm. because they, the rest of their receivers are good enough without him. So, um, yeah, I, I'd love to have my five and five Raiders here, but um, – I'm going to have to take those plucky Cleveland Browns. Oh. I mean, they, they're, they're supposed to be this defensive uh, juggernaut, but uh, they certainly allowed the Ravens to give up some points. But that was more their offense giving up points to the Ravens' defense. So, um, 
Yeah, give me Cleveland at 10. Well, should, they're, they're, should I tell my Cleveland story from yesterday, or are we going to leave that off? We're going to leave that off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lee's trying to drop gay Indian. No, I, no, no, I never said that. That's open to interpretation. Hello. Hello. Hey, you're live with the turtle heads, Mr. Dave White. Mr. Perry White, should I say. <laughs> Dave, I'm just going to catch you up. This has been the most impre- depressing 42 minutes of air. We've talked about Maryland football, who sucks getting a win, and going bowling. We've talked about Maryland Terrapins, who have sucked. We talked about the Ravens, who have sucked. We talked about the Raiders, who have sucked, but they won. Um, Dave, what would you like to talk about? You want to talk about your Redskins? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I I still think you have a quarterback there, Dave. I like Sam Howell. I, I must say, it was only his 11th start, so we can just pretty much consider him a rookie at this point. Um, I got him in the run-ins for the Heisman. And and your defense does not look absolutely terrible after losing uh, Sweat and Young. So um, I think there's some hope in Washington. I think their coaching staff right now, well, at least at the top, it's a dead man walking situation. Ron Rivera is not going to get another job after this. So it's not like he's coaching for his career. He just knows he'll end up being on – some third level uh broadcast team or something doing I, I, tricky shout out to tricky shout out to tricky sure the, Raiders, sure the raiders aren't gonna give him a give him a, a look i tell you what i will become a ravens fan hey oh, let's if, go if the raiders hire riverboat ron i'm gonna start and, and he brings back our former head coach jack del rio with him yeah let's riverboat let, ron raider yeah let's yeah. let's start the uh but sh- shout start. out shout out tricky he said Dave said, I don't want to talk about the Redskins, but Tricky went on and talked about the Redskins. <laughs> well, no, I, no they, they, weren't, they weren't awful yesterday. I no, it wasn't the worst game after ever. After the basketball game, my heart wouldn't even be into watching the Redskins. So. Well, Dave, like I said, we've beat a dead horse, but we didn't give you your time. So give us something positive, Dave. Yeah, give us something positive from the Maryland's 1-2 and two start. Can you do it? No, there's nothing positive. Yes, you can. We play Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I think, I think Juju's been good. Eh, he didn't show he's up been, yesterday. He's been a bright spot. Well, yeah, I mean, he's shot 59% from the field. He's been the one yeah, semi-bright yeah, I spot. I think he's been good, and I, I still think the freshmen will be good. It's just we were hand-fed all this information about how great they were, and they're, they're freshmen, you know? Yeah. Well, we Zach Hall texted us yesterday. He asked us, when's the last time Maryland's looked this bad in a preseason uh, tournament? We had to say Old Spice Classic back in 2008. We got walloped by number 10 Gonzaga and then walloped by Georgetown. That's probably, which I will say, we didn't get walloped these two games, but the problem was these two teams were so inferior that we should have won. And we almost won on yeah, talent alone. I That's mean, the crazy part. The one, the one kid on UAB is good. I mean, yeah, but that, 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 either way, we, we should beat them teams. I mean, I guess it's time to manage our expectations a little bit. But uh, never, Dave. We will put Maryland at number one till the day we die. I would say that is not a very turtle head thing to do. <laughs> managing managing yeah. expectations is not our forte here. But I mean, I think we all we all knew. Well, I, I know maybe we didn't all know. I think <laughs> I think we didn't. I didn't really believe we'd win twenty seven games going into the Big Ten tournament. And I know? and I didn't really believe we'd win the Big Ten. I thought we could make a run at it. But I also didn't – if you would have told me we were 1-2 and two right now, I would have said bull crap. Yeah. I would have placed that yeah. bet any day of the week that we'd be 3-0 right now. And we're, we're not – we were not impressive against Mount St. Mary's either. So it's not like we could say, oh, it was just a bad two games. 
the the opening game of the season was nothing to brag about either. Uh, we also mentioned Dave that our uh, Lady Terrapin field hockey team lost. Way to stay on topic, Tricky. And uh, well, no, because I wanted Dave to give us something positive to talk about. Do you have any college field hockey news, Dave? Well, there, there's still there's still some locals playing. I'll put it like that. Yeah. What Final time's game time on Friday? Five o'clock Friday. Everybody watch. You can tune into that before you tune into the Terps. On ESPN D Ocho. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's streamed somewhere. I'm sure it's not hard to find. And who does Shippensburg have? Coonstown. Mm. Oh, Dylan Coon. He'll be watching. Coonstown. <laughs> yep. Kid's got his own town. That's why we haven't heard from Dylan lately. <laughs> yeah, he's he's right. the mayor of Coonstown. Yeah, he's the mayor of Coonstown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dave, we, we, what, what, we, uh, where's it at? We, where's the game? It's in New Hampshire. What time are you leaving? Manchester, New Hampshire, 5 p.m. What time are you leaving? I hope you don't leave, leave at 5 p.m. You'll never make the game, dude. I'm just going to be honest Le- Leaving Thursday. Leaving Thursday. Got, do you have an Airbnb or hotel? What did you decide on? Hotel. Anybody else going or just you? Uh, I think the whole squad's going. Oh, the Twins too? Yep, the whole squad. Dave, I do not envy you driving to New Hampshire with the Twins. May the force be with you. That mm. happens. Uh, but I want, I want to hear Tricky's take on uh, Willard. What do you think about Willard, Tricky? Oh, I'm ready to fire him, Dave. You know that. <laughs> I mean, who are you talking to here? But, uh, no, nah, I'm blaming him for all of this. And um, Jordan was defending him earlier in the podcast, but also giving me more reasons to want to fire him, uh, saying that this Derek Queen situation was a distraction and that coach didn't seem like himself, and now his wife is worried about his mental health. I suggested he go down to Bentley's a couple of nights a week like old Gary used to do to uh, to get his get his mind right. Because... Yeah, Gary, Gary's wife loved that. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, Jordan, uh, Jordan texted that earlier in the, like, Friday about, like, he thought maybe that stuff was a distraction. And I, I simply said, if that's the case, then we got a problem. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if, if you can't focus on yeah. the task at hand, which is winning basketball games, you got other people to, to deal with recruiting. But I, we, I don't think y'all get where I'm coming from. I was we've gone such... Maryland basketball to NFL back to Maryland basketball. <laughs> this is gonna be a t- this is gonna be a tough uh, a tough go. Of, it's gonna be a tough of editing. It's gonna oh, be a tough no, editing. We're, we're not editing. We're just gonna uh, let her eat. Yeah. Hey. But uh, shout out AWLs. We're just out here talking now, just rambling. This is what but, podcasts well, are supposed I, to be. I, I had a confusion about the start time. That was my fault. Well, well no. that was Jordan's fault. Actually, he I told you at we one time. Like so yeah, he rescheduled at the last minute. Um, hey, did right. Jordan? Listen but, to me. Uh, Listen. We, we got Turtle you now, heads. Dave. So <laughs> quiet uh, on the set. Quiet on the set. <laughs> Listen to me. Here's what I'm worried about. As a Jordan Mutt perspective, I don't think what you all realize is I cannot be that guy, like Tricky, who is ready to fire <laughs> everybody. I rode Turgeon so hard. I'm trying to hold a little bit of clout and reputation i can't be that guy but like, you just want to fire every coach because there's already well, on twitter calling for his head so well, i gotta look, give him a longer I, leash i i mean i don't i'm not calling for him to get fired what, what's he coached 30 what games yes yeah, yeah 35 seriously. maybe yeah so but i i rode with turgeon longer than you yeah I stuck it out, but I see a lot of red flags. I'm not going to lie to you. I see a lot of red flags. I'm right there with you, and if Jordan doesn't come around our way of thinking, I'm going to fire him too. I mean, look, everybody's got to go. I'm not saying fire him. I I, I want him to to right the ship. I want him to be the guy. Me or or Willard, Dave. (laughs) Trick is offered to fire me. Me or Willard. Who are you trying to right the ship? Who needs to right the ship worse, Jordan or Coach Willard? I mean, I, I'm thinking Willard, but uh, 
Uh, now that you mention it. Jordan, Jordan, are you even fireable? I thought you were the CEO yeah, thank president you. and all that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, you, see, dude. he doesn't. I know, I'm the board of trustees. He, so he, he doesn't really me. have any recruiting problems because uh, he, he keeps producing in house talent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But look, let me, let me put it this way. If, let's say. Let's say Maryland. I don't even like that. Y'all don't understand. Like I'm even having trouble even saying these things. Let's say Maryland walk, walks off and we we go like seven. No, like seven and thirteen in the Big Ten, right? And we lose the first week in the Big Ten tournament. I I'm still not saying fire him, but I can tell you right now, next year would yeah. be a do tell sign. But here's the bad news for Willard. Next year is going to be worse if no one else comes in with a bunch of portals. It's going to have 2021 written all over it again where – or was it 2020? Yeah, 2021 written all over again where Turgeon basically filled spots with guys that didn't even match the chemistry with Flats and, and Wahab, and next thing you know, he just left the program. That will have next year vibes if things don't get better. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if we don't fix some stuff, we're staring at seven wins in the Big Ten. Real quick. Yeah, I mean, when you got guys that can't hit the broad side of a barn with a basketball, I mean, that was some of the worst shooting ever. Uh, I mean, over the shooting this- is worse than it was last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think one thing that scares me even more is if we don't put a decent product on the court, people aren't going to come. If people They're don't come, come, then the team's going to be not hype at all to even play home games like yes. they were last year. And then in return, if people don't come to games, then the NIL money's not going to come in. If the NIL money doesn't come in, we're not going to land recruits. If we don't land recruits, I mean, it's 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 really a slippery slope that you could go down if you don't produce good product year in and year out. And I think I told you and um, Jordan that earlier when we were talking about one of the games. But, I mean, yeah, we're in kind of like that. We weren't expecting us to kind of be in this, like, turning point, I guess I would say, of Maryland basketball. We thought we were on the up and up. But now we've kind of hit this, like, plateau, and we can either – hit a steep uh, incline and go up, or, like, we could be on a decline for a while. I, I, I don't know. This is – I'm sure everybody on Big Banter is going to love hearing us talk because they hate us, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, but they listen. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, but it, it can be fixed quick. I, it it that's, can. I'm not and that's what, that, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you're talking about even, like, if we do firewheel or all that. Yeah, you oh, can yeah. change it. Yeah, uh, no. But even, even now, I mean, like, we go out and we play good on Friday. That's what I told him, we, Dave. We I said. Yeah, you get yep. some momentum going at UMBC. We don't even have Alabama. to win. We don't have to win Friday. No, yeah, if yeah, we yeah. I think we kind of do. No, I mean, no, we don't, we don't have to win. I'm, we're going to go into that game as an underdog, and oh. people are going to expect us to lose. So, like. Yeah, we might be plus 10 that game, if not worse. Yeah, so, I mean. But then, but then listen to us. Listen to us. We're, we're sitting here talking about moral victories. You know, I, I get exactly. That. I get that. Do you see what's becoming of the Maryland <laughs> fan base, Dave? We're happy with what? our six-win football thought? team. Oh, now, we're going bowling. But, but I see what Jordan's saying too. Like, if you go and you you, you play a good game, you're in it. You you got a little momentum to because here, here's what happens. All right, let's say we lose it. Worst case scenario, one and three. I would hope we come home and beat UMBC, South Alabama, and Ryder. I got news for you. If we lose one of those three games, yeah. we're in for a I'm, long I am out. Se- yeah. season. The last time I can remember losing a game like that, I, didn't we lose to like American uh, one yeah, year? Actually, we, we were talked about with Dino Gregory. That's the year we oh. actually we lost to William & Mary, and we ended up making that run yeah. and winning the ACC. Hey, so maybe all things will happen. But yeah, anyway, I don't like that South American Alabama game. game. We don't yeah, do we lost well to American. Yeah. You're right, Dave. But we, anyway. we don't do well against teams from Alabama. Hey, I got news for you. My man Turgeon lost some crazy scratch head to Oregon State. Remember that loss? But well, anyway. that was because Obama was in the house. Yes. So anyway, so we let's say thanks we, Obama. We then we then win three in a row. So that would put us at four and three. Not great. Going into Indiana at Indiana. Good news is Indiana looks just as bad as us. 
So the Derek Queen game of the year could come down to that. I say we win at Indiana, and guess what? I think we're better in Penn State. So how? What will we be talking then? Yeah, if but, we're just hold on a minute. Okay. If we go four, right off six, six and three and two and zero in the Big Ten, all of a sudden things change. We beat Alcorn State. We beat Nicholas State eight and three. And let's say we go back to UCLA because I got news for you: they're not as good as usual. That's when things can turn. So let's let's settle down a little bit. That just just watching the schedule's already calming down a little bit. Yeah, but but again, we're saying we're better than Indiana and Penn State. We are much better than UAB and Davidson as well. Exactly. So I mean, I, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. I think this is a that's a what Jordan is saying is very doable. I'm I'm not saying that it can't happen, but but you're also saying we could be. Yeah, I'm saying we could be zero uh, and two in the conference. Yeah, and, and like. like four and six or something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah, no, I could see us going eight and three or four and six. Like, honestly, right now I could see either of those two things happening. Yeah. For a team that a week ago was considered a dark horse candidate for the final four. Yeah, but I mean, but we, we can't, you can't necessarily like, yes, we're we're not these insider guys, but even like the insider guys, like the they've been semi-duped themselves. Like, I mean, you got Andy Katz, Jeff, um, uh, Jeff any Goodman. guys. Uh, John Rossi. Well, when, when was the last Jeff time Irvin? we started one and, one and two? I don't know. I, I, the one and two doesn't bother me as much as as bad as we look. But let me ask you all I, something. I know the last time we started one and two. When Tell was us. it? 2000, 2001, when we made the Final Four. Well, there you go. Okay, well, then I love it. The, the, the Final Four is back the, on. The parade's back on. All right, yep. stop all right. talking. Yeah, everything's going according <laughs> to plan. <laughs> but, hey, let me tell you all something right now. You're telling me, if, and I'm not saying it's going to happen because we do look bad, but let's say we do – have this rough start, lose Villanova, lose UCLA, stumble into the Big Ten uh, regular season schedule, and let's just say we make the tournament, we get we get hot, we show improvements, and we're playing an Elite Eight. I bet everybody's tune changes then, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Winning, I mean, winning fixes everything. Uh, of course, but like – We got to win. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah, do it. And my – like, trust me, I don't want to be out on Willer. My issues was them boys were not ready to play. No, not at all. No, and, and what we also talked about before you got on, Dave, was um, Jordan brought up the the middle eight, as Bobby Knight used to call it. Last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the second half. That last game, that's when we lost it. I mean, there's no way we should have been up as much as we were to go down as much as we were and have to fight back to even make it respectable. I, I just don't know, man. Well, Dave, you missed the power rankings. Um, who would you pick number one? Uh, Philadelphia's number one. But I know you missed part of the segment. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to finish this podcast off. Tricky trivia in a minute. But we're going to finish this off on a high note. David Lee, who wants to go first? I will tell you what happens after you choose. David Lee. I'll go first. All right, Lee. Three people, dead or alive, you can have dinner with. Go. Quick. Put me on a spot Quick. like this. Uh, Quick. Donald Trump. Oh, yes. Uh, um, mm, Donald Trump. Twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donald Trump. Dude, I don't know. Come on, Lee. Gary Williams and this one's for Tricky Buck Showalter. <laughs> Dave, Lord. Dave, go. Uh, my grandmother. Oh, nice. My friend James. And uh, G-Dub, of course. G-Dub. All right, Tricky, you're up. Well, number one has got to be the nature boy, Ric Flair. Okay. Woo! That's right. Do a little styling, maybe some profiling, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing. Maybe a little limousine riding and jet flying. I don't know. Just get crazy out there. Me, me and Nate. Uh, then I'm also, since uh, you guys want to get political, let me sit down with old Slick Willie himself, Bill Clinton. Oh. 
me and him just chop it up and talk about our love for sturdily <laughs> built broads. And, and you just will bring along Monica at the third season. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well I'm, I'm sure she'll she'll make an appearance at some time at some point or another. Um, let's see. So I got. She might be a little under the table. I mean, under the weather. <laughs> Easy. Family family show here. So yeah, give me Bill Clinton. Give me um, Nature Boy Ric Flair. And uh, if if I'm gonna have two wild and crazy guys like like that, then the third person's got to be just as much of a, a a hound and a partier as the other two, and that would be Kenny the Snake Stabler. Swore you're gonna say Kenny Walston. No, Kenny Walston. Sorry. <laughs> He did not make the cut. He's not on my Mount Rushmore of people I want to... I've had dinner with kids. <laughs> you know, I, I don't need to repeat that. Um, if y'all want to know mine. Yes, yeah, what, now okay. that you've had five minutes yes, to think yes, it through. Right. And you brought the talk book up, so you had people uh, yes. in, on top of your head. Um, my pop-up Gordy, who I never met. Uh, Brooks Robinson, because my pop-up loved Brooks Robinson. And then, of course, like both you said... G-Dub. All right, let me change mine. I'm oh, geez, here we well, go. Well, I never met my grandfather, and him. everybody tells me that I would get along with him well, so I'm going to go with him, Gary Williams, and Buck Walter. I'll take, D, I'll take DT off. Just a, a table of wisdom, son. Yeah. Just yeah, a table of wisdom. Yeah. Well, there it is. There's your turtle heads. Who would you have dinner with? That's going to be our new rapid-fire question, by the way. Uh, Dave, like uh, one silverback gorilla or uh, 100 <laughs> conservative males, who you got? Oh, I got a gorilla all day. <laughs> and then uh, favorite snowbiz flavor? Oh, coconut. And I'd like Ew. to thank our guest star, Dave White, coming on today. I'll put you as the special topic. But Tricky, while Dave's on the phone, anybody else got anything to say before we roll to Tricky Trivia? Uh, I do. If I can if I can interrupt myself. <laughs> Never done that before. Um, but uh, I would be remiss if I did not bring up the best football team in college in right now. In the sack. Oh, yeah. They just won the sack. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, my Joey Bears... They get a home playoff game, so um, you said they drew Shepherd, right? Yes, Shepherd, Lord Tyson Badgett. That's right, but uh, but those uh, Rams of Shepherd are going to have to travel down to Hickory, which is not as welcoming a place uh, as you would think. I mean, they welcome me with open arms, but those Rams are going to have a hard time in Hickory this Saturday in the NCAA playoffs against my Joey Bears. Well, tricky. It's safe to say that. Your Joey Bears are in line to be the first team out the sack with a testing. Yes, <laughs> oh, I knew there was a testing joke. Indeed. Yeah. indeed. <laughs> no, and they would I'm sure they would be very proud to uh team of the year. to receive a testy and um we're gonna have to uh talk to our, our marketing department, and see if we can't get an actual trophy made up. <laughs> All and, right. uh, one last thing, five o'clock Friday, five PM, stream it. NCA Division Two Final Four. Let's support him, Shipper Bird Raiders. Take us home, Tricky. Go Raiders. Tricky, I got one more thing for you. I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, please do. <laughs> I mean, it, it's trivia related. You sent us a text last week that uh, an AWL missed your trivia question. Yes. She was listening to the wrong episode. Oh no, 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 oh, oh. no! That was a, that was a different AWL. But uh, no, it was. You want to talk about getting your heart ripped out? I see my former. D&T login teammate and a guy I've always looked up to as having an even bigger brain for sports than I do. And that is one Billy White. He attended trivia last week. And I noticed 
that he got the tricky trivia question wrong. It was about hands down coming from uh, horse racing, if uh, anyone recalls. So I said something to uh, Mr. White, and he said, I can't believe I'm going to say this over the air because it's just going to hurt even worse to have to say it myself. He said, you know what, Tricky? I listened to the whole thing except for about those last four minutes. And I thought, Bill, that is the only part you need to listen to is my segment. And that was the one part that he didn't listen to. But he said he was going to make it up to me, not only by coming back this week, but by bringing your parents as well. So uh, I'll have a, a whole table full of whites, hopefully, uh, this White Tuesday is right, night. baby. That's right. Hit it, Tricky. Oh, yes. And unless anybody else want to interrupt Tricky before we get into it. All right, Tricky, the floor is yours. All right, so it's time for Tricky Trivia. There's one Maryland basketball player that doesn't get as much pub as some of the former champions like Juan Dixon or Steve Blake or even a guy that went on to NBA stardom like Stevie Franchise. But one of the most important Maryland basketball players, one Tom McMillan, Charles Thomas McMillan is his full name. He uh, was a congressman. He's a Hall of Famer, and he played in the NBA not only for uh, the Buffalo Braves and the ABA, the New York Knicks, Atlanta Hawks, and three years for our Washington Bullets, college basketball Hall of Famer in 2013, uh, played in the Olympics in 1972, scored almost 6,000 points in the NBA, and... uh, also served on the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports. So, uh, shout that was under Bill Clinton, of course. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to Rhodes Scholar Charles Thomas McMillan. He a Terp. One of the greatest Maryland basketball players of all time. Once again, I'd like to thank all our AWLs for listening. That might have been a depressing hour of your life, but you know what? The sun comes up tomorrow, and yes... The Terps will be coming back, and soon you'll be picking your poison. But until then, we're out of here, and as always, we love you. Driving some of the hottest cars New Yorkers ever seen. For dropping some of the hottest verses rappers ever heard. From the dope spot with the smoke blocks, clinging the murder scene. You know me well from nightmares of a lonely cell. My only hell was since when y'all niggas know me to fail. Nah, we all my niggas with the rubber grips or shots. And if you with me, mama, rubber your th- and whatnot. I'm from the school of the hard knocks. We must not let outsiders violate our blocks. And my plot, and stick up the world and split it 50-50. Uh-huh. Let's take the dough and stay real jiggy. Uh-huh. Let's sip the Chris and get pissy pissy. Flow infinitely like the memory of my nigga Biggie. Baby. You know it's hell when I come through. The life and times of Sean Carter in volume two. Locked down in a 10 by 4 controlling the house. We live in hard knocks. 
We don't take over, we ball blocks. Burn them down and you can have it back, daddy. I'd rather that. I float for chicks wishing. They ain't have to strip to pay tuition. I see your vision, mama. I put my money on the long shots. All my ballers that's born the clock. No one will be on top whether I perform or not. I went from lukewarm to hot. Sleeping on futons and cots, the king size, green machines, the green fives, the scene pies, let the thing between my eyes and the lies, life's ills, then I put it down tight grill, I'm tight grill with the phony, rappers, y'all might feel we homies, I'm like still, y'all don't know me, I'm tight grill, when my situation ain't improving, I'm trying to murder everything moving, feel me? Stay on my toes, got a lot of beef, so logically, I pray on my foes. Hustling still inside of me, and as far as progress, you be hard pressed. Been finding other rapper hot as me. I gave you prophecy on my first joint, and y'all all lamed out. Didn't really appreciate it, till the second one came out. So I stretched the game out, extra name out, put Jigger on top, and drop albums non stop for y'all. Nigga. 